It's the end of an era in Memphis. No, I'm just kidding. All joking aside, welcome to the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a marvelous Monday morning coming off a wonderful weekend such as I did. Hope everybody is having a great start to their week. And if you're a fan of the Memphis Grizzlies, the weekend got a bit more exciting. Although we had two summer league games in Vegas to look forward to, right before our game last night against the Chicago Bulls, another Woj bomb involving the Grizzlies came across the pipe as the Memphis Grizzlies have found a new home for Eric Bledsoe. In segment one of this show, we'll discuss the details and reasoning from the Grizzlies' end for sending Eric Bledsoe to to the Los Angeles Clippers. In segment two, going to talk a bit about the return that the Grizzlies got, but also what it could mean for a current Grizzly or two and other moves that could still happen this offseason. And in the third segment, going to look a bit more at the weekend's games in Vegas. What really stood out about some of the Grizzlies' intriguing young talent as they look to complete their stint in the Vegas Summer League? You can follow the sh- follow myself at Stats SAC on Twitter. My name is Sean Coleman. I've been covering the Grizzlies for over three years. I write a bit about them over at Grizzly Bear Blues with the great crew that's over there. Also, I'm a credentialed media member, your host here on the one podcast that covers your Grizzlies every day, your Grizzlies every day, the latest Grizzlies news, insight, perspective, and honest truth every day here at Locked on Grizzlies. want to remind you that the title sponsor of our show today is rockauto.com. Rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts that you'll ever need. Visit rockauto.com. And I also want to remind you that you can find this podcast wherever it's available. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the Odyssey app. Listen, review, subscribe, let us know what you think. We always want to make sure that we're providing content that is relevant to our listeners' preferences. Well, when it comes to covering a team with a resourceful, proactive, and creative front office, they're always going to create content, whether we expect it or not. And that's certainly what the Grizzlies did over the weekend. Now, the timing of of when this move was going to happen may not have been something many of us knew, but the expectation that this movement w- that this move was going to happen certainly was there ever since the Grizzlies made the move that they made exactly three weeks ago. It was three Mondays ago when the Grizzlies traded Jonas Valanciunas to the New Orleans Pelicans in exchange for Stephen Adams, Eric Bledsoe, and obviously the bevy of picks that exchange hands as well. But at that time, within, I believe it was an hour of the Grizzlies acquiring Bledsoe and Adams, it was immediately reported that the Grizzlies were going to probably move Eric Bledsoe. A lot like the Andre Iguodala situation in 2019, when the Grizzlies acquired a veteran who just didn't want to be in Memphis, they got him because the main attraction was for them to get a pick, an attractive pick. That was the same situation here with Eric Bledsoe in the New Orleans trade. Take it on Bledsoe and Adams' contracts to get better pick positioning. But the thing with Eric Bledsoe is you never expected for it to get, you know, kind of the negative fanfare the Andre Iguodala situation did. But with Bledsoe, I'm sure there was communication between him and the team. Memphis was not his preferred spot. They were looking, so in that case, Memphis was looking to work with him to be sent to a preferred spot. And that surfaced on Sunday evening. Eric Bledsoe being sent to the Los Angeles Clippers in exchange for some fun names. Guards Patrick Beverly and Rajon Rondo, as well as young big man Daniel Oturu. Now, when it comes to the reasoning behind the, gri- the Grizzlies side of the trade itself, it simply comes down to this. 
The Grizzlies were already going to be on the hook for the 18 or so million that Eric Bledsoe was owed in the 2021-2022 season. But they also were going to have to commit just under $4 million in the summer of 2022 to buy out his 2022-2003 contract option as well. Well, now with this trade, the Grizzlies no longer have to do that. They have cleared that future money commitment in 2022 by acquiring players whose money commitments run out at the end of this year. And that may not be that significant, but $4 million certainly is nothing to sneeze at, especially for a team that now has three picks in the 2022 NBA draft, as well as a very attractive Warriors pick in 2024, and will now have even more cap space to be creative with in a summer where they're expected to make a significant move. So clearing that cap space for next summer may be small, but it certainly is significant and likely was the main reason why the Grizzlies made this move. But it wasn't just for that reason. The Grizzlies made a similar move to this in 2019 when they traded Chandler Parsons away for Solomon Hill and one of the Plumley brothers. I can't remember who it was. But in that specific move, the Grizzlies play, traded a larger, more undesirable contract in Parsons to bring on two options instead of one. Though the money was the same, they brought on two options, and one of those options, Solomon Hill, was used in a later move being traded to the Miami Heat in the Justice Winslow trade. Well, that same philosophy likely plays into this situation when it comes to the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, it may or it may not, and the reason that I say that is because Woj himself it, it, it suggested Chris Harrington and others suggested the three players that the Grizzlies got back in this trade, Beverly, Rondo, and Oturu, all three are likely going to either be waived or traded. That's where their outcome likely is when it comes to their futures in Memphis. I think that's especially true when it comes to Rajon Rondo, who you can fit right in the category that you fit Iggy into, as well as Bledsoe a veteran who likely does not see Memphis as a preferred destination. Out of respect for that, the Grizzlies will probably wind up, if they don't find a you know contender that may want to trade for him, and Rondo has a pretty you know attractive contract you know to be an expiring contract and you know offer value that he can, but at the end of the day, I don't think this is a situation where the Grizzlies are going to let it run into the season or anything like that. If a trade doesn't surface over the next few days, I think the Grizzlies wave or buy out Rondo so he can be on his way and find a more pre preferable situation for him for the 2021-2022 season. With Daniel Oturu, I do think there's an intriguing talent there as a front core option who shows good rebounding and defensive potential, but the thing about it is this, the Grizzlies already have several of those type of players. That's the exact type of thing that you see in Xavier Tillman and Brandon Clark. You also look at the fact that the Grizzlies have spent, you know, have invested a valuable pick this year in Santi Aldama, and they've also invested in Killian Tilly. You've just got way too many players who are similar to the player profile Daniel Oturu is that it simply doesn't make sense really to bring him into the fold. You're not going to cut Sam Merrill for him, though I thought that could be a possibility at the beginning of the night. When you really look at the Grizzlies roster situation, Daniel Oturu doesn't make a lot of sense, so he either could be attached in another future trade here this offseason, or the Grizzlies may simply waive him and have him move on as well. Which brings us to Patrick Beverly. Now, 
when you look at Patrick Beverly, you know, he himself certainly has a pretty significant commitment when it comes to his contract situation next season. But with Patrick Beverly, I do think that his skill set and the type of player that he is, he does have some value that could attract other teams in a trade. So you certainly could see him traded in a corresponding move by the Grizzlies. He potentially could be waived or bought out as well. But I also think that Beverly specifically could be someone that the Grizzlies may have a desire to keep on the roster. And the reason why that is, is because now in having the rights to Beverly, Perhaps that opens up the door for the Grizzlies to once again explore the trade market for Tyus Jones. Coming up, I'm going to talk about how while this trade has been completed and the Grizzlies are now getting the rights to Rondo, Beverly, and Oturu, while the outcome may be all three of those players could be waived or bought out, specifically in Beverly's case, that could give the Grizzlies more incentive to explore a market for Tyus Jones and once again, like they've already done this summer multiple times, turn present value into future assets. The summer is obviously here, and for a lot of us, most of us in fact, that means great things are happening. Being out by the pool, family cookouts, time with family and friends, just generally being outdoors and enjoying the weather is a wonderful thing. But for a few of us, that actually could be a less than ideal situation. Maybe it's a work gathering, a formal event, a social gathering, like a wedding. Maybe you're on a date. You find yourself wearing clothes and unfortunately, you start to experience excessive sweat and there could even be the chance of some body odor as well. That's something that does impact several of us. And if that embarrassing situation is a reality you just don't want to deal with, I've got a solution that maybe can help you out, and that's Sweat Block Wipes. Sweat Block Wipes is amazing because of the fact that it's a great way for you to really reduce the chance you face that embarrassing situation this summer. Doctor created and doctor recommended. It works up to seven days per use. There's a dry shirt guarantee. If Sweat Block doesn't keep you dry, get your money back. Featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by Firefighters, it's been one of Amazon's best sellers for the past 10 years with over 13,000 reviews. Wear what you want to wear with confidence once again, thanks to your little secret of confidence. This is a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag, whether it's a big presentation or a hot date. Everyone can benefit. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. You can find it on Amazon or at CVS, or if you go to sweatblock.com right now and put in the promo code Locked On, you can get 20% off your next order from Sweatblock. Get your confidence back. Check out Sweatblock Wipes today. General managers ask questions to find the right players, like do they have ice in their veins? When you're hiring, you can use Indeed assessments to help make sure you find candidates with the skills you need. When when hiring gets hard, you need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple. Just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place, even interviewing. Don't just hope your perfect candidate will find you. Indeed's hiring tools help you cut through the noise to hire faster and smarter. In fact, Indeed Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are on Indeed the moment you post a sponsored job. With Indeed assessments, choose from 135 skills tests to help make sure you're finding applications from people with the skills you need. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Join more than three million businesses worldwide worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your post at Indeed.com slash locked on. Get a $75 credit in Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Offer valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply. On the next episode of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast, tonight we'll conclude the Grizzlies summer league adventure in both Salt Lake City and Vegas. Who stood out? What stood out? What's the most intriguing about not only some of the players the Grizzlies are definitely going to have playing in Memphis this season, but obviously their two first-round picks in Zaire Williams and Santi Aldama. We'll explore all those things, the stats, the eye tests, the success and the struggles, all those things on the next edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. So the trade has happened. Eric Bledsoe is now with the Los Angeles Clippers, and the Grizzlies have acquired the rights to Daniel Oturu, Rajon Rondo, and Patrick Beverly. As we've discussed, Woj himself mentioned, Chris Harrington mentioned, others have mentioned as well, there's a very good possibility that Oturu, Beverly, nor Rondo, none of those three players ever see time in Memphis, especially in the case of Oturu and Rajon Rondo, in my opinion. But with Patrick Beverly, it gets a bit more interesting. Let's go back to the draft in the week that that occurred. The Grizzlies trade Jonas Valanciunas in a move in which they're giving up the best player in the present to put the, to put themselves in a better position pick-wise, both in the 2021 draft as well as getting an extra first-round pick in 2022. But another interesting tidbit that came out during the draft was the Grizzlies were potentially looking to shop backup point guard Tyus Jones. And it makes sense, right? Another player who on an expiring deal, you could potentially see if the market was there for a contender to want to trade for him when several of the contenders out there certainly could use point guard help. The other thing about it is, is that you already had gone through a season where you at one time or another had experimented with somebody else besides Rondo as a backup playmaker. So clearly, the, the, the excuse me, with um, Tyus Jones, not Rondo, you already had gone through this season where you had looked with Justice Winslow, you would look to see if he could be your backup point guard option instead of Jones. So while Tyus Jones' playmaking certainly is valuable, and we know there's been instances where the Grizzlies have sorely missed it over the past two years, on an expiring contract, he likely is yet another example of a player who's more valuable for this upcoming season alone than the future. And what have the Grizzlies already done in the case of a few of those players who were in a similar situation as Tyus Jones coming into this offseason. They talked about it before the season. They talked about it after the season. Zach Kleiman mentioned the, fu- the focus remains on the future. And with that in mind, the Grizzlies took Jonas Valanciunas. They traded him to a team that wanted to win now to get future assets. They took Grayson Allen a player who contributed a lot to the Grizzlies last year. They, t- they He was traded to the Milwaukee Bucks for a lottery ticket type get in Sam Merrill as well as getting future assets. In both the moves in which they traded Jonas Valanciunas and Grayson Allen, the Grizzlies not only got future assets, but they brought in an intriguing replacement. In the case of Jonas Valanciunas, they got the draft picks, plus they got Steven Adams, who likely will man the middle for the Grizzlies for several minutes each game this season. For Grayson Allen, the Grizzlies got back those second-round picks, but they also got back Sam Merrill, a highly intriguing shooter who, while he may not play the role Grayson Allen did, certainly could be a developmental opportunity for the Grizzlies. Well, in this situation where the Grizzlies got 
Patrick Beverly, Rondo, and Oturu. And Patrick Beverly, the Grizzlies may now have found their insurance option if they wanted to trade Tyus Jones. And I think it's certainly something that they could explore. Listen, the great thing about Patrick Beverly is that, yes, he's a difficult persona. Yes, he's someone that probably is a bit overrated at times. But he's also someone that can offer a bit of versatility. In short spurts, he could play a Tyus Jones-type role as a backup point guard. In short spurts, he could play a Grayson Allen-type role in being an off-guard, spot-up shooter. And in both cases, he certainly offers more defensive potential than Jones or Grayson Allen, though he may not offer the playmaking or shooting potential that either of those players do. But if the Grizzlies have clearly already shown, by trading Jonas Valanciunas and Grayson Allen, expiring contracts who really only offered value next season, if the Grizzlies have already traded those talents for future assets and gotten their replacements in the process, if they now have a viable replacement for Tyus Jones and Patrick Beverly, why not explore the market for Tyus Jones? It certainly makes sense for them to do that. And you would think if Grayson Allen can get two second-round picks back in return, as well as an at least intriguing developmental project in Sam Merrill, you would think that Tyus Jones could find that type of market as well. So if the Grizzlies have already committed what they have to trading away Jonas and trading away Grayson to really focus on turning that present value into future assets with Patrick Beverly now in the fold, it makes sense, in my opinion, to explore the market for Tyus Jones to be traded. I'm not saying you sit here and you keep Rondo or Patrick Beverly over Tyus Jones. But if you can turn Tyus Jones into deepening your asset cupboard, which we know the Grizzlies front office loves to use as they've used second round picks to move up in each of the past two drafts, if you can turn Tyus Jones into multiple future picks plus maybe some type of lottery ticket developmental project, that's the type of move the Grizzlies need to continue to make to really concentrate and be committed to the future. Do I think it's likely? I would probably give it less than a 50-50 shot. I still think Tyus Jones is on this Grizzlies roster to start the season, but I at least would explore the market. And if it doesn't work out, wave Rondo, wave Patrick Beverly, wave Oturu, you still benefit from this trade when it comes to your future commitments not being as much now since you don't have to pay Bledsoe his, his buyout next offseason if you wind up waving all three of the players that you got back. But if you can keep Beverly and turn... Tyus Jones into even more assets. Once again, this Grizzlies front office just continues to make moves on top of moves on top of other moves to really benefit their future without giving up much future value that they already have. That's the whole key. Being able to turn present value into future assets without having to give up on par your own parts of your future, that is a key, key ingredient to a front office making the most of a rebuild, especially in the small market. And that's a continued trend of where the Grizzlies hit, not necessarily home runs, but they find success. So it'll be very interesting to see in the coming days what occurs from this. This Grizzlies move may even have been done with another move already known to likely happen on the horizon. But even if all three of the players the Grizzlies got back in this trade were to be waived. It's still a beneficial trade, but the Grizzlies also have once again taken one trade and made the made it to where they created avenues for other trades that can make things even more beneficial for their future. But while we're talking about what the Grizzlies could acquire for their future in terms of what they have in the present, 
in the present, the Grizzlies are also getting a really good idea of what they already have in the future and some of the most intriguing assets within the franchise. Coming up, we're going to talk about the two Summer League games over the weekend and why we really saw that step up from Zaire Williams and Santi Aldama we've been waiting for. We talk about the summer being here, and of course that means that you may be going on more vacations than you have in the past. You're at least going to be out more often than not. And so if that's the case, your car may need repairs to run the best that it can. And if parts are needed, the best place for you to go is rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is great for a variety of reasons. For one, you can go there, and you're likely going to find what you need within a few clicks of the button. It's that easy to use. And regardless of the make and model or the part that you need, rockauto.com is likely to have it. No matter your experience level, When it comes to repairs, rockauto.com is very economically friendly. This is a family-owned business. They've been in business for over 20 years. They know that car parts likely fall out of budget when they're needed, so they try to make things as cost-friendly as possible. When you visit rockauto.com, let them know the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you'll ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Another great reason why this summer is here for all of us to want to be able to get out and enjoy the weather, get out and enjoy the outdoors, is to find ways to do it by being healthy. And that doesn't mean you have to go run 50 miles or bike 100 miles. It simply goes with your daily diet. And one of the best things to do is to include snacks that offer a boost of energy plus good health benefits that also taste great. That's Built Bar. Built Bar is the best best tasting protein bar out there on the market. Tastes like a candy bar offers the benefit of a protein bar. Have it in the morning for breakfast or in the afternoon as a snack. And if you go to to build.com right now, you'll get get the chance to choose from over 18 different flavors that all taste great. Yeah, you may have your preferences, but you can't go wrong with any of the tastes that you have to choose from. You can also go to build.com right now and put in the promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order from Built Bar. Once you make it a part of your day, it's going to be there to stay. Go to builtbar.com, put in the promo or built.com, put in the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order from Built Bar. As mentioned on the next episode of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast, we'll follow up with obviously the big news from the weekend on the Grizzlies trade of Eric Bledsoe. Plus, the Grizzlies once again conclude their summer league action tonight. Eight games between Salt Lake City and Vegas. What have we come to learn about young talents like Desmond Bain, as well as Xavier Tillman and John Conchar, but also, of course, the rookie duo from the 2021 draft, Zaire Williams and Santi Aldama. Looking at the successes and struggles from the summer league in the next edition of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. Well, before we get too deep into that, we also certainly want to acknowledge the fact that the Grizzlies went one and one over the weekend in their summer league games. Now, of course, the big news was that the veteran trio of John Conchar, Desmond Bain, and Xavier Tillman, they didn't play. They were rested, as you saw many teams do. Many teams in their third and fourth summer league games really made it a point to let their future shine instead of players that were like that are going to play on the you know obviously the parent teams for lack of a better way of putting it this upcoming season. So of course that meant an opportunity for roles to expand and for the stage to be set for names such as Sam Merrill and let's see here who else Yee Pons as well as Zaire Williams and Santi Aldama for those type of players to really shine. And the great thing about it is you saw plenty of struggles from both Zaire Williams and Santi Aldama, especially Santi Aldama 
in the first two games. You started to see those struggles again for for Aldama in the third game. But as is expected, and the key to Summer League above anything else is this, is that with more playing time, and more opportunity to get out there on the court in a normal routine, it's to see noticeable growth, substantial growth, adjustments being made, better play up and down the court on both ends. And both those things happen for both Zaire Williams and Santi Aldama. Obviously, with Zaire Williams, the scoring certainly stood out, especially in that second game. The different ways in which he could score, his resourcefulness as a scorer certainly shined. But in the third game against the Kings on Friday night, and then in last night's game against the Bulls, the thing that also really stood out, his ability to contribute outside of scoring. Several great reads when it came to passes, not only in setting up his teammates, but also just continuing the effectiveness of an offensive play. 17 rebounds really stood out as well. Zaire Williams is someone that is intriguing because of what he can do at his size and being able to really showcase his rebound rebounding ability, especially when the Grizzlies were dominated on, their board, on the boards in their loss to the Heat last Wednesday. Zaire Williams showing his rebounding ability is certainly a very, very good development. But the one that stood out more than Zaire in the non-scoring value added source of play is Santi Aldama. Now, the thing about it is this. I asked him about it in last night's post-game press conference. Something that probably was really intriguing to the Grizzlies about Santi Aldama is the fact that he was asked to be his team's primary playmaker at Loyola, Maryland, at his size, at a 6'11 size. And the thing is, is that across the board, he contributed high, high value, highly impactful value in many other areas outside of scoring. And his rebounding showed 12 rebounds on Friday night, 11 rebounds last night. And he also showed his playmaking ability, not just in terms of him being able to create for his teammates off the dribble, but also in low post situations, finding the right pass, letting the offense flow through him, making highly, highly valuable decisions with the ball. Yes, his shooting certainly has not been ideal. It's going to be a work in progress, likely for multiple seasons, for it to get to a level in the NBA where it can be relied upon. But the reasons why the Grizzlies really valued Aldama so highly, they started to show over the past two games. His playmaking, his ability to contribute on the boards, he showed better awareness on defense, getting a couple of blocks as well. So Aldama certainly showed out for the Grizzlies. Another player that really also made an impact was Sam Merrill. And similar to Desmond Bain, you know the shots there. There's no doubt about the fact that Sam Merrill certainly can add value when it comes to his shot, but how else can he add value to help out this Grizzlies roster? And in the third and fourth games, he showed it through his playmaking ability. I don't think that you're ever going to see Sam Merrill being a playmaker for the Grizzlies for five to ten minutes this this season. He may get five minutes a week of play. But at the end of the day, beyond his shooting, for him to be able to find ways to stay on the court if his shot's not there, you see that a bit in his playmaking. He talked about his ball handling. He talked about his awareness. All those things having improved. So his playmaking to go along with his shooting certainly stood out in the Summer League. Obviously, many more names stood out as well, but at the end of the day, 
The whole idea behind Summer League is just to see consistent growth, to see even as you get in expanded roles, your ability to make clear improvements from the game before is what stands out about Summer League. And there are several different players, even with Bain, Tillman, and Conchar not playing, several different players now in newly expanded roles show that they had improved from the previous game. And that's the biggest takeaway and biggest positivity from this situation for the Grizzlies with a roster that is noted for its young depth. That young depth is certainly shining in the Vegas Summer League. That'll do it for this edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. Obviously, plenty to talk about. Hope you enjoyed all of it. If you did, make sure to check out the podcast wherever you get them. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the Odyssey app. Let us know what you think of the show. Listen, review, subscribe. We always want to make sure that we're providing content that is relevant to our listeners' preferences. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC. We'll have all the coverage from the Grizzlies Summer League on the next edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. Until then, hope you have a wonderful Monday, and we'll talk to you again soon here at Locked on Grizzlies.